Welcome to Witchcrafted. I'm your host, Joshua Lancaster, and today's subject is my parents. Let me start off by saying I'm a very blunt person. It's a terrible thing to be, but hey, that's who I am. And I'm not afraid of being blunt anymore. It used to be something I was ashamed of, but my mother taught me over time that being ashamed of that is like being ashamed of who you are deep down. And I'm not ashamed of it anymore. Now, this episode may not be everyone's cup of tea because it does involve, you know, my entire life and me kind of spilling some stuff out that, you know, some people may not be ready for. Let's get started with the one person I love more than anything else in this world. And that, of course, would be my mother. Now, my mother and my father are two totally different people. Now, anyone that says that their mother or father is perfect is a complete and utter liar. I'm sorry, but we're humans and we all are flawed and make tons of mistakes. In this episode, we're going to talk about my mother not accepting that I was gay, but I also want to talk about her as a person. See, my mother had a really hard life. Her family didn't have a lot of money, and my mom was kind of an outcast. Now, I won't talk about the rumor that went around inside of the family about my mom and why she was the outcast, but I will say that she wasn't loved the way that she deserved to be loved. My mother met her first husband, and man, does she know how to pick the perfect men, and that's kind of a joke. My mother met him, and things were kind of great at first, but he ended up being really just straight-up garbage. He was addicted to drugs, and he abused my mother. Well, my mother is strong and finally walked away from that situation and into the arms of my father. Now, my dad used to be one of the most amazing men in the entire world. He was military, respected, caring, and would do anything for anybody. But once I was born, he kind of changed. We moved back to Woodbury, which we talked about on one of the other episodes, and my dad ran off with my stepmother, which was my mother's best friend. Yeah, he also made my mother a housewife, and she really didn't know what to do or to fall back on once he left. Now, when my dad left, my mother had nothing, no job, every bill due, and she had two kids. So, my mother found us a place to live, and she worked three jobs. My mother worked so hard to give us everything that we could possibly need or wanted. She would even go without food. My mother would walk back and forth to work because the car got repossessed, and she just really had a hard time just getting through, but she never let us go without. Now, my dad would come in and out of our lives and disappear and You know, for me, I just thought that he was leaving to go do something fun, but my sister knew the truth. Now, my mother wasn't an alcoholic per se. My mom just drank to deal with the things that were going on in her life. Well, one night she got really drunk. Me and my sister were arguing over something really stupid, and my mother yelled at us and threw a pot against the wall that scared us so bad that it actually made me and my sister both cry. Now, there was a gigantic dent in the side of the pot, and from then on, my mother never drank, or she didn't drink to get drunk. That pot was a reminder for so many years that she shouldn't drink because she couldn't control her emotions, and I'm really proud of her for, you know, coming over that hump. Now, due to us being slightly poor, my mom allowed me to move into my 
father's house when I was seven because he had promised me a lot of stuff. And I'll, I'll touch back on what happened with my dad during that time a little bit later. Now, if you listen to the last episode, you'll know that my dad kicked me out for being gay and my mom had a hard time accepting it. Well, once she did, we became super close. My mom and I became best friends, and it was something that I really needed from a parent. My mom was everything to me, and I really enjoyed spending my time with her. She loved me so much for being the person that I was that it even spread over to my friends, whose parents may not have been the best parents in the world, and even my boyfriends who were pushed out of their houses because of the fact that their parents didn't love them. My mom was the mom of the gays, and, you know, anyone in between. My mom was a CNA and could move a 300-pound person in seconds. Now, keep in mind that my mother is about five foot three, and she weighs about 90 pounds soaking wet. Now, she has always been my hero. And like all kids, once it was time to move out, I moved out and moved up. I started my life. I got married for the first time, and she danced with me at my wedding. She walked me down the aisle and held my hand when I cried in my dressing room, which we'll touch on the relationship episode later. She was my rock. I got a call in November of 2019 from my mom asking if I would be willing to take her to the ER. Well, my husband at the time agreed with me, and we decided to go pick her up. But on the way there, we had a weird conversation. He was concerned because my mother is one of those people that she worked in hospitals and nursing homes, so her going to the doctor or wanting to go to a doctor is extremely concerning because my mother hates going to doctors. Well, I went to pick her up and she was shaking all over. It was really weird. You know, I had saw this woman literally throw a pan against a wall and cause a dent and I saw her go after somebody with a gun once. This was this super strong woman and she looked feeble and really old, but literally a week before that, she didn't look that way. Something was off, so I took her to the ER, and they said that she was just dehydrated. That makes sense. I mean, you do get the shakes, and you do start to, you know, not look quite yourself. You can look extremely pale. But there was something that still just didn't sit right, but I took her back to my sister's house, dropped her off, and made sure she had plenty of Gatorades. Well, the next day she called me and said that it still didn't feel right. She wanted to go back to the ER, and she felt like she was getting worse. Well, this time I didn't take no for an answer. We got to the ER, and I kind of got a little upset with the doctors and nurses and said I wanted something done. Something was wrong with my mother, and she needed help. So they decided to do a full workup on her, and they were going to allow her to stay overnight. So I decided to go back to my apartment to get my overnight stuff, and there it was, the phone call that I didn't need. My sister had called and said that my mother had had two strokes, and one of them was really, really old, maybe a year or so old, but the other one was super recent. So I went back to the hospital, and I saw my mother cry for the first time in years. That wasn't my mother laying in that bed. That wasn't the person that I was used to seeing. My mother was not this feeble old lady. And it dawned on me that my mother was getting older and she wasn't that super strong lady that she used to be. And I was just frightened. I felt like a kid who had lost everything. 
Well, they decided to do surgery because one of the blockages was 100%, so they couldn't take that out. But she had something under 70% in one of her arteries. They were able to take that out and put a stent in, and it took a long time, but I worked with her, I got her up and walking, taught her how to bathe herself, and here we are. My mother still walks on a cane just for balance issues, but she's doing so much better. Of course, she doesn't work a full-time job anymore because that's not available to her right now, but it could be someday. She no longer works because of this, but she does travel to Kentucky to visit her sisters and her brother, and I'm really proud of her. You know, she's kind of just done her own thing. They say that your parents grow old, and it's your job to take care of them because they took care of you when you were younger. And I'm still very proud that I've been able to take care of her because she deserves that and so much more. I work with her on her budgets and make sure that she has anything that she needs when it comes to doctor's appointments or medicine or even just groceries. I always make sure that my mom's taken care of because she had my back when no one else did. She isn't the same woman that she was back then, but she's still the best mom in the entire world. And thank you for fighting to stay with us. I love you so much, and I'm so proud of you. And I know you're listening to this. So, I'll see you soon, Mom. Now, let's go back to my father. This one I kept short and sweet because it makes me extremely angry, and I don't want to sit here and yell the entire time. But let's talk about him. All right, so... When I was seven, he invited me to live with him, and I took his offer. Living with my father was the worst mistake that I had ever made. He didn't want to pay my mom child support, and he wanted to collect taxes on me, so this was his way around it. Oh, and it does get worse. See, my father liked to drink a little bit as well, but he would force me to work on the farm, and he only fed me like one meal a day, if you even wanted to call it a meal, and I wasn't really allowed to drink anything that was inside the house. I could drink outside on the tap, but not really drink anything from the fridge, and if I did, I was limited to like maybe one drink a day. My dad was a terrible, terrible person. When I would get in trouble at school because I had a learning disability that was known, my dad would beat me so hard with a belt that he would leave bruises up and down my legs. It was so bad that I refused to wear shorts in public. See, one time I had worn shorts in front of my mother, and she had saw the bruising on the back of my legs, and I had made up some lie that didn't pan out, saying that I had fell down a thing of bleachers, I think is what I said. It was something stupid that nobody would believe, but, you know, I was young and I was trying not to get my dad in trouble. Now, due to this, I didn't really feel comfortable wearing really short shorts until I was at about 22 years old. He caused me to have an eating disorder as well, and it's kind of why I'm overweight now. Because of the fact that he didn't feed me properly, whenever I get food in front of me, I feel like I have to absorb and eat it all, or I'm not going to have food. And it caused me to be the person I am today. Now, I'm a great person, don't get me wrong, but because of this, it caused a lot of problems with digestion, and everything else in the world. So, thanks, Dad. You left a mark. Congratulations. Okay, now, that was seven years. From the age of seven to 14, this man abused me, used me, and tortured me for so long. Finally, when he kicked me out, I thought that that was over, but nope. His wife told all of Woodbury that I have died of AIDS. If you think I'm kidding reach out to some people in Woodbury, and they'll tell you the same thing. 
They had told everybody that I had died of AIDS at the age of 14 because of the fact that I was going around and sleeping with every man that I could possibly sleep with. Oh yeah, and if you think that that's bad, imagine finding out because somebody contacts you on Facebook saying, hey, take my friend's picture down, they're dead. And me going, um, no I'm not. A girl from Woodbury actually contacted me thinking that my profile was fake and tried to get me to take it down because she swore up and down that I was dead because that's exactly what my dad told everybody. Well, not him, but my stepmother, but I digress. I've only seen my father about five times since he kicked me out. One time was when he had a heart attack and I went up to see him. I think I was 16 at the time. I went to go visit him and my fabulous grandmother told me that I was the reason that he had a heart attack. Uh, So I kind of left and I didn't come back. The other times were when my sister either had a child or it was a big event in the world. He would come around at Christmas to visit her, but not me. So we didn't really get along all that well. Now, I do have a funny story that I'd like to share here. I think I was about 22, 23, and I was in a new relationship with my ex, Wesley. Now, you'll find out about him on the relationship episode. But when we had got there, I was with my mom and him, and we had got out of the car, and my dad was standing there. And he waved me down and tried to talk to me, and I had no interest. And then he tried to introduce himself to my boyfriend, and my boyfriend acted like he didn't exist. Well, fast forward to my sister having her son, and we were upstairs, and my sister invited me and him in the room first before my dad and my stepmom. Well, I mean, I'm going to be a part of his life, so I might as well be there first, right? Well, anyways, me and my mom decided to go downstairs so she could get some coffee, and I wanted a snack, so we were sitting downstairs talking when my dad and stepmom came down. My dad asked for a hug, and he hugged me and said, you'll always be my son. Ugh, what a disgusting human being. Anyways, my stepmother then hugged me and said, you'll always be my little boy. And I have never seen a 90-pound woman jump up so fast in my entire life, but she jumped up and threatened to kill my stepmother. It was kind of fun to watch, but I digress. You know, my mother has always been my biggest fan and my biggest supporter, and for my stepmother to try to claim credit on that really, really made my mom mad. Now, of course, my dad decided that he was going to find Christianity once I came out of the closet, and one of the things that he always uses is, you're welcome inside my house, but your partner's not, because I can't invite sin into my home. Sure. This coming from the man who cheated on my mother multiple times, and ended up committing adultery, leaving my mother, and scamming people in the town out of money? Sure. Okay. That makes you a great Christian. Maybe you should check your own sins before you judge other people. Now, I'm not against people who are Christian. I believe that Christianity is valid in so many senses of the word. I believe that if you're a Christian, you're allowed to be a a Christian and do your religion the way that you want to. I just don't agree that you should go out and preach to people if you're not living the same lifestyle that you're preaching. Fast forward to us never speaking again. 
we had some arguments on MySpace back in the day and a couple on Facebook where I would post something, he would say something, I would block him. And that's kind of it. I don't think I'll ever hear from him again. And I'm not upset about it. You see, we get to choose the families that we have in this world. I've got a great mom. And even after she's gone, she's still my best friend. I don't need a father when I have a mother the way that I have her. She's always been there when my dad wasn't, and I'm really proud to call her my mom. Dad, if for some reason you're listening to this, I don't care, and you're not going to be a part of my life, and I wish you the best in the world. Now, of course, to my fabulous mother, I love you so much, and thank you for giving me everything that you gave me in this world. We go through life forgetting that our parents are such a big part of our lives. I know so many gay people who don't have family, who don't have anybody that supports them, and it breaks my heart. I had an ex who literally was kicked out of his home because of the fact that he came out of the closet. And then later when he tried to mend those fences, it didn't work, and both of his parents passed away before he ever got any closure. It caused him to have really bad problems And he became a drunk, did drugs, then later passed away from overdosing. He had it really hard, and I understand what he went through to a certain extent. Parents, if you're listening to this and you have a child who is part of the LGBT, just understand that your child is there and your child loves you. You're the reason that they're here. And if you're going to be a negative influence or treat your child badly, maybe don't have children. You know, if you can't accept the fact that your child's gay, maybe you shouldn't be a parent because loving your child is the most important thing in the world. I see so many transgender kids grow up and not have families and it breaks my heart or they're treated differently. I have a friend of mine who has no connection with his family because they couldn't accept that he was transitioning from female to male. And because of that, he lives an extremely lonely life. He doesn't build very good relationships with people, and he's angry constantly. Therapy would be something I would suggest for him, but I digress. We need to support each other, even if our parents aren't there. But if you're a parent, just remember that your kid is your kid. That's your flesh and blood. And the old saying of blood is thicker than water is only half true, because blood is thicker than water. But that's not the case when it comes to relationships. You build the family that you choose to build at the very end of the day. It's who you want to be with. So build your family and start an amazing life. If you're a gay kid listening to this, I know you've heard it a thousand times, but life does get better and you deserve to be here. So don't give up just yet. Just know that you do have great foundations around you that are willing to help. If anybody is ever struggling with the fact that they've came out and they have no one in their lives, there are support networks all over the United States. I don't know about the world, but I know that there are tons of programs out there to help you get back on your feet if you're one of those people who their parents have pushed them out. I just want everybody to know that on this podcast, you're loved and you're accepted no matter your gender, sexual orientation, None of that matters, because here we're accepting of everybody, except for people that are terrible people. If you're a terrible person, you can click off now. And trust me, you know you're a terrible person. (laughs) 
what I've learned from my parents is that good people make bad decisions. And sometimes bad people don't really change. You can't save everybody. I will continue to be my mother's son and live by her example. I will also live as my father's disappointment and both titles I'm very proud to wear. With that being said, nothing is set in stone. It's your job to craft your future. Bye, guys.